o'clock, we're going to have a great celebration of Jesus' resurrection. So please come out and be a part of it. I'm looking forward to being with you and celebrating our Savior's victorious resurrection. Good morning, church family. It's great to be able to come together and do life with each other, right? Turn to your neighbor. If you don't know who they are, introduce yourself to them. Make sure that you tell them your name. I wouldn't recommend giving bank information, but at least introduce yourself. We are glad that you're here with us in the house today. If you are a first-time guest and you're introducing yourself to your neighbor, there is a red card in the back of the pew in front of you. You can fill that out and take it out to the Welcome Center or there is also a QR code on that same little box that you can scan and you can fill it out electronically. We just wanna be able to connect with you. If you are watching via live stream, we are so glad that you've tuned in with us. Hit the like button, hit the share button, let others know you're watching. It's gonna be a great message today and we hope you're impacted by it. Uh, we do have a prayer team walking around right now. Uh, they've got prayer cards. If you have any prayer requests, go ahead and fill one of those out. That prayer team is gonna be coming around and they will pick those back up from you. That way we can pray, we can intercede for each other and we can stand in the gap for you. We do have a couple of announcements for you today. Uh, next steps will be happening today in room 306 right after church. If you don't know what next steps is, that is your chance to become a member of our church and to join our family. Uh, Next Step happens the first Sunday every month. And if you have not signed up, you can sign up at the Welcome Center and you can join and become a member. Home groups, who here has been a part of a home group before? Amen, they're, they're amazing. Uh, home groups will be happening on the third Sunday of this month due to Easter falling on the second. And if you're not part of a home group or you don't know which one is gonna be closest to you, you can stop out at the Welcome Center and they will help you find out where the closest one is for you. Before we get into worship, as most of you who know me know that I'm a parent. And there are plenty of times that as a parent, you get frustrated with your kids. You just kinda wanna knock their heads together and be like, straighten up, you're being an idiot, right? But then there's other times where it's like, okay, nobody else better tell my kid that they're being stupid, right? You, you wanna be that, that one to, to take that ownership of your kids. But then there's times where you're like, man, I would do anything for these kids. I would stand in front of a speeding train. I would, I would stand in the freezing cold rain measuring shot put and discus throws during a storm yesterday. And it's like, wow what I wouldn't do for this kid, even though sometimes he just looks at me like I'm the idiot. So then it, it got me thinking. It's like, you know, there's, there's plenty of times that we do all of this for our children. How much more does God love us? In 1 John 3, it says, uh, and I'm gonna read out of the Amplified Version. It says, see what an incredible quality of love the Father has shown to us that we would be permitted to and be named and called and counted as the children of God. And so we are. For this reason, the world does not know us because it did not know him. Beloved, we are even here and now children of God, and it is not yet made clear what we will be after his coming. 
we know that when he comes and it is revealed, we will, as his children, be like him because we will see him just as he is in all of his glory. And everyone who has this hope confidently placed in him purifies himself just as he is pure, holy, undefiled, and guiltless. Church, our God is a good God and he is a good father. If we're willing to stand in front of a speeding vehicle, speeding train for our children, think about the amazing goodness that our father said, you know, I'm gonna send my only begotten son to stand in front of that vehicle for you, that vehicle of death and sin. Church, we have hope. And in this Easter season, we should be excited, be able to go out and tell others around us what that hope is. Amen. Stand to your feet. Let's pray. Father, we just invite you into this place today. Holy Spirit, move between us and through us. Father, that you would give us peace, peace everlasting. Father, give us joy, joy unspeakable that we can go out and we can share it with the world. Father, we know that because you live, we can live. And we praise you for it in Jesus' name. God will reign forever, and all the world will know his name, everyone together, sing the song of the redeemed, I know that my redeemer lives, and now I stand on what he did, my savior, to say, Jesus, you are the only way, my Savior, my Savior lives. The King has come from heaven. In darkness trembles at his name, victory forever is the song of the redeemed. I know, I know that my Redeemer lives, and now I stand on what he did, my Savior, my Savior lives. Every day's a brand new chance to say Jesus you are the only way my Savior my Savior lives my Savior lives my Savior lives, my Savior lives.
Savior lives, my Savior lives, my Savior lives. Oh, my Savior lives, my Savior lives, my Savior lives. Oh, my Savior. Say, Jesus, you are the only way. My Savior, my Savior lives. In your presence, 
Your breath in our love. 
Great are you, 
praise our hearts will cry these bones will sing great oh great are you lord and all the earth will shout your praise our hearts will cry these bones will sing great are you lord because it's your breath in our lungs so we pour out our praise we pour out our praise it's your breath in our lungs so we pour out our praise we pour out our praise it's your breath in our lungs so we pour out our praise we pour out our praise it's your breath in our lungs so we pour out our praise we pour out our praise it's your breath in our lungs so we pour out our praise we pour out our praise it's your breath in our lungs so we pour out our praise to you only let's sing it sing it again And all the earth will shout your praise. Our hearts will cry. These bones will sing. Great are you, Lord. And all the earth will shout your praise. Our hearts will cry, these bones will sing. Great are you, Lord. All the earth will shout your praise. Our hearts will cry, these bones will sing. It's your breath 
in our lungs. So we pour out our praise. We pour out our praise. It's your breath in our lungs. So we pour out our praise. We pour out our praise. It's your breath in our lungs. So we pour out our praise. We pour out our praise. It's your breath. So we pour out our praise, we pour out our praise, it's your breath in our lungs. So we pour out our praise, we pour out our praise, it's your breath in our lungs. So we pour out our praise to you.
about me. Hallelujah. God's smart enough to do two things at once. Hallelujah. Praise God. It happened. And now I know something.
Jim one more time. before Candace well that tells me that the working of miracles is in process right now and so that creative power you can sing whatever you want to sing Regina hallelujah so you just how you doing man good deal praise God hallelujah that the working power of God is creating new bones in your back new nerves are being created that will bypass the places of pain hallelujah comes up and he says, uh, hey, I can see. I said, that's great. He said, no, I was blind. I couldn't see. I said, well, I didn't pray for you. He said, I know it. But I was back there and I got healed. And I come up to tell you, I can see. You know, God is doing all kinds of things in this sanctuary right now. I'm telling you, impossible things are happening. Impossible things. I am doing great. Well, here you come. This is not an ordinary service. You understand? This is directed towards getting the sick healed. So we are glad that you're here. Praise God. Listen, you have dental problems. You need to see Dr. Tom. Hallelujah. And uh, if you mention my name, you get a 10% discount. <laughs> you got to remember that. No. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Let's bend over one more time. So how's the pain level? Is it good or... Okay, good. How much more we got left to get rid of? Huh? Okay, you feel pretty good. Hallelujah. Hey, how are you doing? I'm doing great, praise God. Hallelujah. How's your sleep habits? You sleep good? Any nightmares about your son-in-law? Okay, all right. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, Jim, how long have you had this back problem? About 40-some years. How many operations have you been through? Three operations. 
And I hear that you're scheduled for another one. So three operations haven't done it. So this pain disappears today. You're able to take your wife dancing next week. You'll know that God did something, right? Now you know that when you start dancing, you might have to take out trash, you might have to do dishes, you know, all that burdens and stuff, right? Hallelujah. And for 40 years, you have had pain in your back. Hallelujah. Well, I believe that 40 years today is going to end. That you'll just be able to take your wife dancing and do whatever you have to do. Praise God. Okay, Jim. One more time. Pretty good, Jim. One more time. Once. One more time now for God. Hallelujah. Okay, Jim, put your hands up. I want you to move just like this. Any pain, Jim? No pain. No pain. No pain. You don't even have pain lifting your hands up. Oh, Lord. So have you ever been like that in the last 40 years? No. Hallelujah. Now you know your wife is going to expect you to be able to outrun her now and catch her. Now what you do after that, I, I'm not interested in. But it would be nice to give me a testimony, just, just not in vivid color. Now, what do you think, Candace? You had to dress him this morning. So, do you want to see him undressed now? Not now. Okay, wait. Okay, wait. So, Jim, you have no pain. Well, I'm telling you that you're not going to have any pain. Now, you go back and let the doctors take the x-rays, do whatever they want to do, but you're not going to have any more pain. Okay? So, thank you. Oh, no. I didn't do anything. I just walked around with you. So, praise God. God bless you, Jim. All right? God bless you, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
bind every every side effect of medication. Oh God, let this sight remain strong in Jesus' right name. Amen. campus over there in Kenton uh, that we have but I'm well aware of his condition and what he's went through and I talked to her a couple weeks ago and I said bring him this Sunday will be his Sunday and uh, I believe it's everybody's Sunday every day because Jesus said today was the day of salvation today is the day of deliverance of healing of freedom joy deliverance and I believe that God wants to do that to each and every one of us here today hallelujah so if you're here today and you have back problems you have exploded disc you have vertebras if you have nerve damage if you've had a separation of, from a spinal cord whatever it might be I'm telling you that that God that just healed Jim is here to heal every person in this building. He doesn't change. He's not a respected person. His reputation is that by his stripes we have been healed. Reputation is, is that Jesus went about doing good and healing all those that were oppressed of the devil. And so I want to encourage you today. You know, as we come into Palm Sunday, and as they brought Jesus in, some were declaring, you know, blasphemer. Some were declaring, son of God. Some were declaring, deliverer. Some were declaring, restorer of my household. Some were declaring, the healer of my body. The one that delivered my son from a blind and a deaf devil he that hath raised up my husband from death it is he whoever Jesus is to you today then he's here to manifest that in your life so if you're here today and you have back problems any type of problem it doesn't matter what it is doesn't matter how hopeless it is I'm telling you that there is a healer right now that is moving amongst us. So if you're here, please, if you have back problems, come right on down here and we're going to pray for you. Everybody's going to stick with us. Hallelujah. Because we need your 
faith as much as we need individuals' faith. Amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Do you have something there, Dakota? Regina? <laughs> they don't know what we're doing. Praise God. Hallelujah. 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 Are you married? Children? How old are your children? 30? Good. Well, you know 30 is the time of change. God is about to lay hold of your children's power. God's about to bring them into the house of God. In the kingdom. I'm telling you, there is something changing in the arena where your children are. And I tell you, God is going to bring them in. It's not going to be about you. It's just going to be about them. And let them grow the way they want to grow. God will keep it. God will keep it. God will root it. Hallelujah. Mention the name of Jesus right now. 
I command all, all of the damage in this back right now. I command it in the name of Jesus Christ that all pain, every ligament, every nerve, every tendon, God, that has been affected. I curse it. God, I lose healing in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Yes, sir. In the name of Jesus, God, all of these vertebrae right now that have been damaged, God, for 30 years, God, I speak right now to this nerve damage in Jesus Christ's name. I command you to come out of her right now. Now, God, I loose the working of miracles in the name of Jesus. Go, all pain. Hallelujah. Now, check yourself. Tell me what you got. Definitely more movement. Huh? Definitely more movement. Well, good. Now move all the way. In the name of Jesus, Father. All freedom right now. Go ahead and check yourself again. Come on, turn. Boy, I tell you, hallelujah. All right, there you go. Good sight. I command right now in the name of Jesus vexing spirit i command the cause of all of the stabbing pain i command you to come out of her right now go in jesus christ's name amen and amen there go what did you got i got um, a couple herniated discs and cervical and i've got this pulsation in my head my ear that they haven't found yet really? um, it's been almost a year now so you have those uh you have pain now in my, in my neck. Okay. Yeah. All right. Now, in the name of Jesus, these vertebras right now that have been damaged, you devil, I command you right now to come out of her. And God, this pulsating goes up into her ears. God, up into her neck, her head. I curse this in Jesus' name, and I command you to come out of her. Now, free her, and I loose the working of miracles in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Now, tell me, bend over. Do something. What you Can you do that? You, you're going to. You're going to. Turn. Jump. Hallelujah. Do whatever. I couldn't do that when I was three. My word. What do you got, Lois? My back. I've got stenosis in the back. It's a narrowing of the vertebrae. Okay, you ready? Back surgery. Okay. About 10 years ago. Carrying Bill, I understand. Now in the name of Jesus, I curse this. Right now the disease in this back. And I command God every side effect of this surgery. You devil, loose her right now. Set her free in Jesus' name. All right, Lois, now you're going to bend over like this other little crazy guy. Yeah, that's what you're going to do. Go ahead one more time. You got any painting, Lois? Okay, well, you aren't going to have any. We didn't just come up here to get a side. That's it. You're done. Hallelujah. 
sciatic nerve in both sides, and I've got a pinch nerve in the neck, and the L4 is pinched, and my liver enzymes is elevated. Well, you know that your uh, sciatic nerve has a lot to do with your lower back. Okay, you ready? In the name of Jesus, I command this lower back, God, come into alignment. I command these sciatic nerves. I command them in the name of Jesus to come out of her right now. Now, Father, I loose miracles upon this upper back in Jesus' name. And Father, these liver enzymes bring up to normal levels. Cleanse this liver, God, in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Okay, Deb, bend over. Tell me about your sightings. It's like when I go up and down the steps or go to sit down. And well, that's probably why we put steps in there, Deb. All right, how you got it? That's wonderful. <laughs> well, then go home, Deb. Hallelujah. What you got, honey? In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I command right now all this pain in the center back. In Jesus' name, I command you to come out. In Jesus' name, I command all the pain to go, God. And I thank you for it. Amen and amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. What do you got, Rob? Ten years for this stiffness. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I command all of this stiffness and this pain right now, God. I command it to come out. Let Rob go in Jesus Christ's name. Amen and amen. Dakota, come down here and help me pray. Or you'll be as old as I am before this service is over. Hallelujah. Nicole, Nikki, where's Nikki at? All right, Nikki, somebody help me. Now you know you're going to, you're going into teaching. You know that, right? Hallelujah. Well, every teacher ought to have something about them to establish that they've been touched by God. They're not just educated. So I tell you this: from this day forward, I'm loosening the gifts of healing upon you. Now that has to do with freedom of mind, of depression, suicidal thoughts, but also has to do with blood diseases, and it has to do with you laying hands on people and them immediately being healed, of course, but that they will be progressive, where people will go, their doctor report will change, their medication will change, and you'll know that it's because you have a gift of healing. Understand that? Okay. Now, what's wrong with you? My lower back. Your lower back. In the name of Jesus, I command all this lower back pain right now, this hip area, I command to come out right now and be gone in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. We need to tell you. I had a nerve years ago, and it gives me hips, and now my hips are starting to click sometimes when I walk. So, and I'm not. No, absolutely not. 
In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I command God this lower back and hip pains. In the name of Jesus, I command right now to come out of her and to be thou made whole in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. What do you have, young lady? Um, I've had a, a bulge of this. Besides, besides, you are dealing with a large capacity of loneliness. You are looking for a place to be accepted. You don't think that you're even noticed where you're at right now. That does two things. You need to put your hands to something so they recognize and know you. Number two, it doesn't mean that you're not important. It just means that people don't know you. And so sometimes you can be in a crowd and lonely, but that's your biggest problem. I'm telling you right now, your biggest problem is that you just don't feel that you have an identity. Doesn't mean people don't love you. It means that's how you feel. So now I'm going to pray for you, but God's going to fill that void. And you let God fill it. Don't put demands on people. Now, Father, in the name of Jesus, I command all this back pain, this upper back pain, in the name of Jesus. God, let the peace of God come upon her. Let healing come upon her. In the name of Jesus, I thank you for it. Amen and amen. And what is your name? Karen. Karen? All right, Karen. You're going to be fine. I'm telling you, you're going to be fine. Yes, sir. I've got discs and bones bones in the low back. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I command God all of these problems in these nerves right now, God, these tendons. I loose right now, God, the working of miracles. Restore and make them whole. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Hallelujah. 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 Now you know that you're loving me. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm just encouraged every time I read it. Tom, what do you got, sir? A bit of a bulging disc. L5. Really? L5. I command right now, God, Father, I speak right now a creative miracle in Tom's back to his L5, God, that you create new cartilage in that in the name of Jesus. I command all this pain to come out of him right now. Go in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Go get him, baby. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Come on, let's not get weary. Come on, let's lift our hands up. Come on, Jesus. Oh, we worship you, Jesus. At any given day, this could be us up here in the need. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now we're ready to put some ump in it. 
Let's go. Let's put some umph in that song.
like that, just feel for him right now. Just see if what God's done. Just feel for him right now. If you tell they're gone, then I want you to quickly come down here. Tumors that are gorders, tumors, things of that nature, even cancerous growths. Check yourself. See what God is doing. See what he's done. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You see that it's gone quickly get down here. Hallelujah. Father, we worship you. Hallelujah. Eric, we see more miracles out of people never getting prayed for than we do praying for people. We saw that in Mexico City. You were just pointing at people and they were getting miracles, Pastor. Yep. I'm telling you, God, just, just check yourself. I'm telling you, God will do it. And he is doing it right now. He's doing it right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Steve, you come up here for back problems? Your neck? Okay, all right, praise God. All right, hallelujah. Okay. Now look, if you felt a tumor disappear, you get yourself up here. I'm telling you. Now, wait, you had a tumor. So you believe that's gone. All right, good deal. Praise God. Hallelujah. All righty, Nikki, where are you? Praise God. Well, you can be seated until they play another song. You ready to play another one? No, I'm kidding. Hallelujah. Thank you for using your faith for people getting healed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Who's taking up the Okay. Okay. So today, uh, can I have my, oh, wait, yeah, wait, it's in my back pocket. Look at that. I got a book in my pocket. That's awesome. Tonight, today I want to take the offering and it, it doesn't seem like a very spiritual offering after what God is moving in right now, but I feel that it's really necessary that we empower you as a church to know about your giving and the ways we give here at Only Believe. I've had, in the last couple of weeks, I've had a lot of people ask about fees and when you give here at the church. So I wanna take the time today in our offering and I'm gonna tie it to stewardship. Stewardship, because we as a church do not just frivolously do what we do. We think about it, we consider, we plan, and we ask the Lord to help us. 
There are days we get dis things that come through where maybe the staff, they'll shave three, $400 off of an item that would have cost us more. We've had businessmen in the church step forward and say, hey, listen, I know we can get that done cheaper. Let me help. You know, things like that. But I want to talk to you because a lot of us are changing to a digital giving system right? And you see the three ways that you can give. We post them on the screen when we have the offering, but I want to talk to you about those today. So there's an online giving um, at onlybelieve.church slash give. And there's multiple ways that you can give on this platform, but I want to remind you that when you give in a digital platform, there are ways that are expensive, meaning that there's a percentage that's charged out of your tithe to the church that we don't receive that full tithe. There's a service fee for that. So I've got some, there's an older couple in the church and they came up to me and they're like, Pastor Nicole, we don't want to get a charge. How do we make sure that all of our tithe goes to the church and not a percentage that comes out of it, but we still want to give digitally? Well, if you want to do that, the best way that I know is either an automatic withdrawal from your checkbook if you're paid on a regular basis and you know what that pay is gonna be. For me, that's not the option. My pay is not the same, so it changes a little bit. So for me, that's not a good one, but I pay from my checking account and I let my bank send a check to my church. It's amazing. I don't have to write a check and it's free. There's no percentage that comes off of the top of that. So last year, let me give you an example. There was $23,000 plus, maybe a little bit more, that was spent in bank fees. Think of what $23,000 can do. If we just use it for literally Pakistan, think of how many more souls could be saved. Think of how many more little items could be done or helped or, or repairs done, whatever that looks like. I'm just not into it to giving it to a bank. I'm just gonna be honest with you. I'd much rather keep it in the house of the Lord where it belongs. But we also have to become wise about how we give. We're wise about why we give. We know that God's called us to be a good steward of our money. And we know that when we place him first in our money that a lot of other things fall right into place in our life, amen? And we know that it's connected to the heart. We know that God is making sure that our heart is not tainted by what the world thinks is good. And as Christians, we think differently about money. So today, as you give, I just want you to review the way you give and make sure that the most of it is going for what you like. And I understand some of you give like by a visa or your debit card or your American Express and you get points for that. I understand that completely. I'm all about those points. I love 5% back at the end of the year, but I only love 5% back if it doesn't cost my church 2% or 3% or 4%. So um, your giving platform has changed some of you may be asked to put new information in, and that is because we took off a monthly fee that we were paying for a processing company, and now we just have the percentage rate, so we saved $385 per month to dump this last one. I know, I know. That's beautiful. So it's just a way your church is changing. We're not trying to change and make all these changes to, to make you frustrated and aggravated. We're doing it to save money. To
to be good stewards of the Lord's cash. Amen. So if you would prepare your tithe and offering, I'm going to pray this morning. And then we are going to have a special uh, little thing for you this morning with our worship in motion kids. They actually had the last song of the set this morning on worship, but they kind of got hijacked and thrown to the end. So we're going to bring them back out and let them display their love for Jesus. So, Father, we just come before you, and Lord, we thank you, Lord, that it's time to give, that it's time to take tithe and offering. Father, we thank you that you have written this into the book of the Lord, that we would look upon these words and learn and glean for them. But God, you didn't do it for your own benefit. You made these things for us. You created us to be givers. You created us to be generous. You created our hearts to want to connect with you in all ways, including our money. But God, I ask you today to increase our ability to steward the things of God. Father, for we know that we're gonna give an account. God, of not only our time and our talent, but God, of our energy, of what we've done, how we've treated people. But God, we will give an account for every dollar that we had been given and what we've done with it in your name. Now, Father, I ask that we would be found faithful. Holy Spirit, enlighten us this week. Teach us as we go through. Father, learning to be better stewards of that which you've given us. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Bring your tithes and offerings any way you do. If you text to give, that's fine. If you bring them in an envelope, that's fine. Okay, one last thing as our kids are coming on. I don't want to miss the chance to have our prayer point today. This is really important. Um, some of you that are in the local area, you're aware that there was tornadoes that touched down in Salina, St. Mary's, Walpock. We had 30 campers at a KOA campground that was totally destroyed. Some that people actually lived in and portion was gone. Their vehicles, things like that were taking place. But we lost the greenhouse in Wapak, Connecticut rubber plant, and multiple other businesses in our local area. But we want to take time as a church to pray. We want to pray for our local communities. You know, we want to be known as a voice that cares about what happens in our local community. So I'm just asking you to join your faith this morning just for three minutes as we pray for what happened. And as needs come up this next week, there's a lot of things that are being sorted out right now. There's a lot of people that are getting estimates. But as things come up, especially people in the Walpock area, you're going to hear about these needs first. Um, if you hear about it and you can meet it, that's amazing. But if you can't, then let's reach out to the local church and let's see if there's something that all of us can participate in together. So, Father, we just pray today for the families with homes and our local businesses, Lord, that have been affected by this storm. Lord, as they rebuild, as they think about what the next step is for them, Lord, we pray that insurance companies who are making 
big decisions, Father, we pray that favor would come up on their hearts, God, and they would support their clients in a very favorable way. Lord, we thank you where there is no insurance, Father, that you would allow the needs to be brought to our attention. God, that communities would come together and support the people, Father, and express their love for one another. God, I thank you that we pray for reputable contractors to be found with honest hearts that would come into our local area and repair the damage and not steal from these people. Father, and last but not least, I just speak peace. Peace be still to all the raging minds, the fearful hearts. God, those who own businesses and wonder what they're going to do next come tomorrow. God, those who own these businesses or who worked at them, Father, to homeowners with children who may be afraid to sleep at night because of the storms. Father, I just pray peace in the name of Jesus. And Father, though the tornado may have passed, the mess is still left. And Father, we know that you are the healer and the restorer of all. Father, bring them our way that we may share the gospel and show them the love of Jesus this week. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. As we do this song, stay right here, Mr. Cole. As we do this song, listen, man, God has done some great things this morning. And he's still healing. He's still moving in our lives today. What better way to just give him gratitude? That's all we can give him. He doesn't need anything from us. But what we can give him and all we have is our gratitude. So this morning as the kids are just praising the Lord, let's just thank him for what he's done, what he's doing in our lives, in our bodies, in our backs, and what he's going to continue to do for you and I and what he did for us on the cross. Amen? Come on, hallelujah. Set for a heart singing, calling. 
come on my soul but don't you get shy on me and lift up your soul because you've got a lion inside of those lungs get up and praise the lord so come on my soul don't you get shy on me lift up your song you've got a lion inside of those lungs get up and praise the lord so come on my soul or don't you get shy on me lift up your song because you've got a lion inside of those lungs get up and praise the lord on my soul well don't you get shy on me lift up your song cause you've got a lion inside of those lungs get up and praise the Lord Last week, last couple weeks, they've had over 20 people give their life to Jesus Christ. Yep. They got two more today, so we're just believing that it'll increase from that. Did they cut this down? Hallelujah. Praise God. Well, next week I will look taller. All right. Hallelujah. I'm going to talk to you just for about 15 minutes. And then we're going to let you, what else could Jesus do? Hallelujah. And I just want to talk to you about what's happening. What is happening? Could I have that cross brought over here? What about the customer always being right? Anyway, anyway a picture is worth a thousand words. When we look at the cross, we don't just see a person hanging. We see a vivid story of God's immeasurable love. And sometimes when we look at the 
cross, we would think, well, you know, it's a religion. It's this or it's that. But really, it's more than that. It is a story of God's love for man. And when we look at it in such light, then we are encouraged. We are called to the Christ, the cross, because he is lifted up. And so, as we look at this, the cross is a place of the demonstration of God's love. It's where sin is defeated by the shed blood of God's only begotten Son, Jesus Christ. It is where sin is overthrown and the power and the rule of Satan is stripped from him. Sin is a problem that man cannot solve. See, we think that man can be rehabilitated. And I believe in attempts to rehabilitate men in prison, drug addicts, alcoholics, you know, uh, immoral acts, uh, you know, wife beating, all types of stuff that man can deal with. But really, they cannot get to the core of what is causing it, and that is the core of the old nature. It is in man's nature to be godless. It's in man's nature to be wicked, to be loveless, to be hateful, to be angry, to be discouraged, disappointed. All the things that we see in life and we as people, as well as our government and so forth, try to help people get free from. But really, unless sin is dealt with, then there is no hope for the individual. Could I get an amen? The Bible says that we as believers must remember and keep in mind that we were not redeemed with silver and gold. Corruptible things cannot deal with the seed of sin in man. It cannot deal with the rule and authority of Satan that rules because of that throne of sin. So sin must be taken care of, and it can only be taken care of by the precious blood that is without spot or blemish that flows from the lamb that God ordained to take away the sins of the world. And when we preach that there is hope in the cross, there is no condemnation. There is hope in the cross. And the hope is that you can be free without cost to yourself. So Jesus pays the price. It is where God sends his son to a place called Calvary. Calvary is within a mountainous region. It's really in the mountainous region where Abraham offered up Isaac. It is in the same mountainous region. Jesus is sent to fulfill the symbolism that Isaac is uh, offered up as Abraham's offering to God, and that God, out of that, causes Abraham to lift up his eyes and to see a ram that is interwoven and tied up in the weeds, the thistles, the thorns, and Abraham goes over, takes it, and of course the ram becomes 
the sacrifice of that day. So in that same region, God provides himself a sacrifice. In other words, he doesn't need man to deal with sin because man is hopelessly bound by it. And so on Calvary, what we see is a place where God offers his son to pay the price for our sin, for our sin. What is going on? God is making a trade. God is making a trade, an innocent man, for a guilty world. People that are the enemies of God to become the sons and daughters of God. He is trading those that cannot help their self for his help for them. He's trading enemies and hatred, anger, blasphemies for mercy and grace. That's the message of the cross. When we look at the cross, we see stories of people's broken lives that even in the midst of the shadow of the most horrific death that a man could die, Jesus ministers to people that are broken. There's a woman, Mary Magdalene is there. She certainly is remembering what Jesus has done. What will I do without Jesus? You will remember what he did and you will live on. Mary, Jesus' mother, is certainly brokenhearted. She probably falls to the ground. In my mind, in my imagination, I can see her bowing, you know, down into the mud, the dirt, the aftermath of hanging a man on the cross. His blood is mingled with the mud that she is bowing down into in Jesus looks down at John and says, John, this is your mother from now on. Please take care of her. Why? The cross is not about just Jesus being glorified. That comes in the resurrection. But right now, Jesus is still in the ministry stage where he's caring about broken people. And then, as the blood drops down every drop hitting the earth. The earth doesn't understand. Of course, the earth has been created by God, but it's never been loved by God. God said it was good, but the only thing God loves about all of creation is you and I. That blood hits the ground. There is a centurion that's been involved in seeing what's been taking place, seeing Jesus being beaten beyond recognition, the hair of his face pulled out. He's been beaten, and he's not been beaten by 39 stripes. Somebody say, says, well, you know, there's 39 diseases and there's this and that. No, that, that's a nice theology, but it's a false story. And he was beaten not by the Jewish priest. He was beaten by Roman soldiers. They did not have any laws of 40 stripes or 39 stripes. They didn't have any of that. 
they had one thing. There's a holiday coming up, and let's get this over. And he's beaten with a desire to be eating supper with their family. And so he's beaten without mercy. He's beaten without regards of him having justice. He's beaten being rejected of who he really is. He is beaten with a cat of nine tails in the hopes that he could die before he made it to the cross. But Jesus would not, nor would he surrender that if he saved himself, he would lose our salvation. So he wouldn't come down off of the cross when challenged. Hey, if you be the son of God, come on down and show us. He could have at any time. He still was being heard of the father and the father was still strengthening him to finish the course. That centurion, as he looks up, he sees the blood of Jesus falling off of his brow, his hands, his side, his feet, touching the earth. And every time that it touches the earth, the sky is getting darker and darker and darker until there is a storm, full-blown storm. Then just as the storm begins to blow, everybody's attention is, what's happening? Some are running home to the safety of four walls. Some of those that had followed Jesus said, well, you know, the show's over. But the show was not over. It was just about to go into intermission because there was another scene that would be played behind death. And that was the resurrection. And then, all of a sudden, there comes a shaking. Earthquake. Everything around that cross began to shake. Creation is really wondering, what is going on? The Creator of all things, he that put a song in the stone's hearts, he that caused the trees of righteousness to clap and to rejoice. Here we see him hanging on a cross because all things were made by him and for him. Creation does not understand rejecting Jesus. There is an earthquake and there is a subtle story seen in that and a small voice that probably only God heard when the centurion bows his knee, smites his chest and says, surely this was the Son of God. I don't know if any men around him heard him. But I do know God heard him. And I do know that God hears the slightest prayers of people. First of all, those that are born again, his sons and daughters, come boldly to the throne of grace and ask of me, 
grace in the time of need. And I'm telling you, I will give it to you. And then God hears not the prayers of sinners that don't do God's will, but he does hear the prayer of all those that do his will and worship him. God hears the prayer of every sinner releasing their life and their failures into the hands of a merciful, forgiving God. He hears that prayer no matter how loud or how silent it is. You know, we have the story of the thief that's on the cross, but how much volume do you think that he had after being beaten, hung on a cross, rejected, the crowd crying, crucify him, let him die. They're wicked, they're wrong, they're corrupt. And that's what the cross was. The cross wasn't just for ordinary people doing wrong. It was only a place of death for the criminally found guilty people. Jesus hung on the cross with the criminal persons that were wrong and guilty. Yet someplace that man musters up as much strength as he can upon weak legs, weak arms, beaten, bleeding, every drop of blood extracting his life from him. And he says, hey, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Well, Jesus says, this day thou shalt be with me. But you know, not everybody that is in the presence of Jesus or even sees the reality of the cross like that thief did. Not every one of them calls upon the name of the Lord. Some still in a rebellious state turn their heart away from the greatest love story that man has ever seen played out. Greater than the, the West Side story. Greater than any movie that's ever been made about love. Greater than Phyllis's love for me. Fifty years ago. Not that she still loves me in the same way now. Now she loves how I take out the trash, how I do dishes and so forth. Used to be just looks. But looks have faded and the love story has grown cold. But the cross has never grown cold. And so today, we're here. Very different Sunday, but still a Sunday. Just a Sunday really ordinary to God, what God does for men and women every day. He heals, he touches, he redeems, he sets free, he rescues. But today to us, 
It's a special day because it just wasn't ordinary service. And we thank God for ordinary service. We thank God for any time we get to come together as the righteous and worship God. But this is the time that Palm Sunday, where Jesus rides upon a coat that has never been ridden. He's seen by thousands of people, and by thousands of people, he's seen as somebody special. One says, he delivered my son. The other said, I was there when I ate a loaf and a little piece of fish. I seen him take up 12 baskets. I was there. How about when Jesus raised the person from the dead, the widow's son? How about when the blind eyes were open, the deaf, the dumb? They all got healed. People were there, and they were there celebrating what God had done for them. But some of them just watched Jesus ride by and never acknowledged who he was. And in their life, he'd done a hundred different things. He'd saved them, and they weren't even aware of it. He'd had interventions, and they didn't even notice it. He'd met needs, and they just attributed it to luck. And there are people just like that here today. Jesus has revealed himself to you. You know who he is. In fact, many of you are here because somebody invited you to church and without any loss of focus, you knew what they were inviting you for. You knew that they were inviting you to come to an atmosphere where people give their life to Jesus Christ. But it's much more than that. People are here. They've invited you, not just that you would give your life to Christ, but that you would have your sins washed away. Now, you probably think, yeah, but if I get saved, I can't drink, I can't look at other women, I can't run around women, I can't do this, I can't do that. Got to quit stealing, got to quit smoking, got to quit, got to quit, got to quit. Well, the offer to Jesus is not that you stop everything and then come. The offer to G from Jesus is come as you are. I'll take you at face value. Not going to ask you to change anything. Well, well I, I'm on drugs. That is beside the point. But I, I'm in an affair. That's beside the point. Salvation is you in desperate bondage to sin and you realize your only hope is Jesus. Well, how many days do I have to give up smoking? How many days? I don't know. I don't know that you'll ever give it up. Oh, are you condoning smoking? Listen to me. Watch the program again. Gee, man, I don't know how many times you've got to get it. Quit looking at the negative or turn it off. Amen. 
Come as you are. I will give you rest. I will strengthen you to overcome. I will enable you to cast down, to pull down, to destroy and lay waste of the strong places that the enemy has built in your life. Just come to me as you are. See, that's the message of the cross. You think that it is that you get cleaned up and Jesus loves clean fish. Well, I agree, I do too. But you got to catch them. And then you clean them at your discretion, at your time frame. So if you're here today, no matter what side of the cross you're looking at Jesus from, he's still saying, come to me. You might be saying, I, I, I don't believe. Jesus had people like that. He had Thomas. I'm not believing until I shove my hand into the wound in his side. I want to see some holes. He was just, you know, a negative-minded guy. But when he saw come to Christ, let Jesus show you who he is. Because my words will never do him justice. My words cannot repair or lift up the depths of doubt that you may be bound by. Just come to Jesus. Everybody, please stand to your feet. With every head bowed, If you are here today, you looked at that cross with a light on it. That cross has been cleaned up. It's got a light on it. It's all, all poised right in the right place to get the greatest effect that it can have on your life. But if you don't believe in Jesus, that cross is just two slabs of wood, glued, nailed, screwed, bolted together. And the story that you're looking at never really happened. Or you can say, I know it's true. And I don't know how I'm going to make it. I don't know what it's going to happen. I don't know what it's going to take. But if I just come to Jesus, and I taste and see that he's good. I, I, if I just make it to the foot of the cross, I can be changed. Because there's a place that the centurion made an imprint on his knee that you can put your knee. And you can say, surely this is the son of the living God. If you're not a Christian today, if you're a backslider, I don't know whatever state that you might be in and you're just not ready to go to heaven, 
I want to encourage you to pray this prayer with me. Just say, Heavenly Father, I come to you right now. And I believe that Jesus Christ is your only begotten Son. I believe that his blood washes away my sin. And I believe that he died for my sins on Calvary. That on the third day that you raised him from the dead by your faith. I believe today. And I freely declare Jesus as Lord of my life. Come into my heart, Jesus. I receive you right now. And I thank you for it. Here I am. Do what only you can do. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Praise God. Could I have my prayer teams up here? If you have prayed that prayer, please, I want you to make your way up and join your faith with one of these prayer teams. And they'll get me the names and I will rejoice just like the angels will be in heaven. But come and tell these people, I received Jesus Christ as my personal Savior. They'll give you some information about how to be a Christian and so forth. But I want to congratulate you. You received Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. Your life has just begun. Now, Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for all you did today. I give you the praise and the glory. God, only you can save a soul. Only you can heal a body. And only you, God, can set the captive free. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. God bless you. We'll see you Sunday night.